Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. And of course, welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, your source for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make money in this new real estate economy, in this new real estate recovery. And guys, we tell you this every single day. Please remember it. The next seven to ten years will probably be, if you choose for it to be, the best seven to ten years of your entire real estate career. Have the mindset of service and obviously be focused on profit. And trust me when I tell you, this will be an incredible seven to ten year run and for many of us, it will be the best seven to ten years of our real estate careers. So, my lovely wife, Julie, welcome to the call. Thank you. It's great to be here. Um, so, Julie, I always like yeah. to have you share a story from the front lines. And, guys, we have coaching clients. You know, I'm laughing because we're picking up some new coaching clients in, like, these far reaches of the United States where, you know, you you get this new client in, like, the backwoods of Montana. And the first thought, you know, you have to have is, you have houses there? We have people in like Saskatchewan, Canada or some crazy thing. And I have yeah. to go on Google Earth to like, you know, you can count how many houses there are in the town. But then we, of course, have a lot of great clients that are selling, you know, $10 million, $20 million properties in California and New York. So it's, I have to say, there's not a dull what? moment in either one of our schedules helping you guys build your businesses no matter where you are and no matter what you're selling. Right. So, Julie, I'm curious, from your schedule, any interesting stories? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a great agent that lives in eastern Pennsylvania, and, you know, she's been doing some investment, some flipping of her own, some partners, some, you know, using some hard money lenders, various very creative deals. I have to hand it to her. She definitely knows how to put some stuff together, more creative than the average agent. But she's had this deal that's just been driving her nuts. And our call today was about, you know, the fact that this particular deal had degenerated to the point where none of – and by no fault of her own, you know, when you do flips, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And generally she's been winning, but this one has kind of turned on her, as occasionally happens. So at this point, nobody's making any money on it. Investors are mad. Lenders are mad. Buyers ready to walk. It's just a complete disaster beginning to end. Then we had talked about the fact that at some point, when it gets to that degree, you know, this was really making her crazy mindset-wise, and she was working on this at the expense of better, more profitable, more cooperative deals. And we were having the discussion about spending time with people who appreciate what you're doing, who you can actually help and when to actually cut ties on things that are dragging you down. It was funny because the way she described it, something like uh, like a barbell dragging her to the bottom of the sea. <laughs> like, well, that's, that's good pretty graphic. descriptive. You <laughs> know, like that kind of explains where your mindset is. But we talked about what it would feel like if she just moved on from this deal, and she was instantly relieved. So I think we had a good coaching call about that. Sometimes we have these mindset calls which are really dollar productive calls because if we can get you out of the spinning of the toilet bowl with your thoughts and move you on to bigger, better, more exciting things, then we've done our jobs as coaches. 
So, Julie, look, I like the imagery you left off us with. We have the barbell singing, pulling us down to the bottom of the ocean, and now we have the swimming in the toilet bowl. Anything else from you well, today? Well, you know, we turned it around. We turned that ship around. But, yep. but you know what, Julie, you are talking about the same thing I've been experiencing with all of my private students and the few free coaching calls I do every single day. What a lot of you guys are basically dealing with is the normal, organic sort of mindset issues that happen this time of year because you're right at the tipping point you feel it you know that you know you are either behind where you want to be for the year on track for where you want to be for the year or ahead of where you want to be for the year or you have no clue where you are where you want to be for the year i mean you're really kind of falling into these four categories and uh, Mm -hmm. the other thing i see a lot of uh, agents struggling with well, you know, this is the time of year people started thinking about their vacations. This is the time mm-hmm. of year when your kids are out of school and they're wanting to spend time with their parents. This is the time of year where there's a lot of other things that are going to be wanting to distract you from your real estate practice. So here's a suggestion for all of you. Schedule some downtime. Schedule a vacation. Schedule, you know, a few weekends off. Schedule, well, we are coming up on the 4th of July. Maybe take a four-day weekend then. So the point of it is is don't fight that desire to enjoy this time of year. A lot of you have lived through an absolutely horrible winter, and you absolutely should be embracing you know, the spring mm-hmm. and the summer. Don't feel guilty about it because what happens is when we refill our cup, then when we're back at work, we're much more focused, and we're not feeling like we're being pulled at both ends. So a lot of mindset issues, a lot of you know mm-hmm. people saying, well, I just don't have necessarily the same mental, emotional horsepower as I did at the beginning of the year. Well, go back to the gas it's station, normal. take some time off. It's normal, okay? You're not. There's nothing wrong with you. Well, for the most part, there's nothing wrong with you, probably. <laughs> with but there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody's feeling yeah. those types of things this time of year. Take some downtime. Uh, and again, if you're on track. Your goal is going to be to stay on track or maybe even exceed your goals. If you're having the best year, and I have a lot of coaching clients that are having, they're making more money than they've ever made in their, year, in their careers before, and your challenge, that group of, of you, is going to be not allowing complacency to creep in. Just because you're having a brilliant year does not guarantee you're going to have a brilliant rest of your year. So your brilliant first half of the year, if you allow complacency to creep in, is going to just be a normal year over the next six months because the profits that you made, the incredible year that you started having, you're going to let that go because you get complacency, complacent because of the money you've already created. Remember what we talked about yesterday and the day before, the time between the initial contact with that seller and buyer and the time when you get the paycheck in most markets is four months. So whatever you're getting paid on right now, those are the people that you talk with, chances are, at least four months ago. So if you're not talking to enough people now, that means you're taking food out of the mouths of your family four months from now. That's pretty direct, isn't it? So November, December, you're setting yourself up some lean months unless you're 100% staying focused on what your core activities are. Now, on the radio show this week, we've been talking about what rich people do. Because it occurred to me that a lot of you guys are not really understanding that the the actions that you take, the thoughts that you have, really the influences you allow into your life have a direct, absolute determination of what your future is going to be. And so many of us are surrounded by essentially the same. So you people around you are the same. People who, you know, in other words, they have, have the same thoughts. And here's an interesting thing. I just shared this with a private client. There's been lots of different studies done on the theory that every day for most people is essentially like Groundhog Day. And that's how it's supposed to be um, for the most part. 
But if you're spending, and this is, there's different studies that say that essentially that the thoughts, 90, something like 95, 98% of all the thoughts you had yesterday were the exact same thoughts that you had the day before, the day before, the day before. The day. So in other words, you're never consciously saying, I need to allow new thoughts in because your mind is constantly repeating what you experienced yesterday. So conceptually, if you can just partially accept that, some of you are not allowing yourselves to move forward because not only are you having the same thoughts as you had the previous day, you're living the exact same lives as you have. You're not really overtly trying to change your actual environment. What do I mean by that? Literally, you need to shock your system out of this complacent mode. You need to consider um, going on some really exotic vacation. You need to consider, obviously, hiring a coach and having a coach kick your butt. You need to consider setting some real, real aggressive goals, goals that almost make you nervous. But give yourself a huge payday. You get to buy a Ferrari or whatever it is that you want. You get to do something that really pushes the envelope of what you'd ever normally expect out of yourself and your business. You get to pay your house off. You, you, have, you get to take the entire month of September off. You guys get the idea? So shock yourself out of this recurring you know, Groundhog Day type of existence Realize that you have probably surrounded yourself with an environment that reinforces mediocrity, which reinforces uh, the replication of the same thoughts day after day, day after day. Literally, in some cases, at the same hour every day, you're thinking the same thoughts, you're doing the exact same things. So to form new patterns, the first step is acknowledging the fact that you're stuck in some old patterns that aren't servicing or serving your bigger goals and then replacing those activities or what you have been doing with stuff that actually will result in you accomplishing your goals. Listen to the past radio shows. Request a free coaching call. The concept of building wealth and becoming rich in this, in this country is something that, depending on, and it's almost depending on the decade, is met with uh, you know, passion and enthusiasm or is met with skepticism and mistrust. And unfortunately, right now in our country, we actually, I can, I'll tell you my perception. We're, we're leaving the skepticism and mistrust of rich people and of becoming rich, and we're entering back into a time of entrepreneurialism and where people embrace this, people that have essentially been able to create their own wealth. You know, the myth is that most people with money uh, inherited it. The myth is that most people with, with money, you know, somehow got lucky. Well, those, none of those things are true. If you research this, you're going to discover that a vast majority of all wealthy American families are first-generation wealthy. And guess what? They're entrepreneurs just like you. They're business owners just like you. And here's another little interesting statistic. What is the greatest hold of wealth in the United States? You already know you're in the business real estate. So you guys already have a whole bunch of stuff going for you. You work for yourself which frankly is pretty much the golden ticket, especially in real estate, because you can earn and you can save and you can build wealth, and you have the opportunity to front-run the market and get really a front-row seat of what, what are, in many cases, fantastic real estate purchases that will further uh, your cause of building wealth. So conceptually, guys, challenge yourselves. Read books. Um, Request a free coaching call, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. I promise you we're going to rattle your cage. That is our goal. I promise you you're not going to leave that coaching call thinking anything other than, holy crap, I now kind of had an epiphany as what I need to do in order to basically break out of this continued you know, mediocrity type 
thought, thinking, and lifestyle. So, Julie, I mean, these are the types of free coaching calls. These are the types of calls that we have with our students. These are the, this all is the, the time, messaging yes. all the mm-hmm. time, right? I mean, the fact is, guys, is we have a finite amount of time on this planet to live. Why not live a fantastic life? Why not live the life of your dreams? Remember the life that you used to think about when you were a kid? when you would read those books and maybe when you were in college you had these big, what happened to that person? Reconnect with that person. Start, start setting your goals and then resetting them a little bit higher. So this week we're talking about the theme is essentially what rich people do. And today's specific topic is, Julie, what, what the, essentially what rich people do as far as taking actions. So the topic mm-hmm. is uh, why aren't you rich? Learn to do what rich people do. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, assuming I can make it work. And when we come back, we are going to shoot through, I think, five or six points that Julie and I wrote down. So get ready to take notes. And remember, on uh, the radio show tomorrow, uh, the host is Tim Ventura, and he's going to be sharing with you, obviously, a lot of great ideas on online Internet lead generation, things you need to be doing as far as anything that's important on social networking, things that are going to basically help you with your reputation management, all that type of stuff is becoming more important. So Tim is going to be sharing some ideas with you on tomorrow's radio show about that. But in the meantime, a quick commercial break, and when we come back, get ready to take some great notes. Is coaching right for you? And how can I guarantee it will work for me? Chances are you are asking yourself those questions right now. I'll answer those critical questions for you in just a moment. But first, let's be honest about something you may have always suspected. You've probably always known that the nation's top 1% of realtors, you know, those millionaire agents you see on TV, they possess a secret knowledge that the other 99% of agents do not have. Where did they learn what they know? And more importantly, how did they learn how to put this closely guarded information into money-making action? It's simple. They have a coach. Not just any coach. The nation's mega millions, top 1% of the realtors know that in order to maintain their almost unfair advantage, that they must have their own personal coach, a proven market-tested coach who has truly walked in their shoes, a coach who has worked with many of the nation's leading agents. At this point, you're probably ready to maybe try coaching. However, you don't want to be unfairly locked into a long-term ball and chain that coaching contracts can give you. It just makes sense that you should be able to try it before you buy it. Even more importantly, you want to have a coach who is the best of the best not someone who is simply assigned to you, or even worse, has never sold real estate. Can you imagine? If this is you, I have something for you right now that is exactly what you have been looking for. For the next 48 hours, Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching is offering you a free coaching call. This is a real coaching call with a real Tim and Julie Harris coach. Now, while you are thinking about it, why don't you visit us online? at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Once again, that is freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, let's be clear. This exclusive coaching opportunity is only available for the first 50 realtors who are stone-cold serious about their real estate business and know that in order to succeed at the highest level, they must 
hire a coach. So don't wait any longer. Take action now and visit us again at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Thanks so much. See you all soon. Okay, we are back. So remember the topic today is why aren't you rich? Learn what rich people do. So let's just jump right in, Jules. This is about the actions that rich people do, and I want you to be paying attention. When we mean actions, we mean really the thoughts that lead to the actions, the thinking that leads to the actions. That is a really key point here. There's not a lot of delay with rich people between what they should do and what they do do, whereas a lot of you, you have these long lists of things. You have this long process. You overthink things. You overanalyze things. Whereas a rich person quickly identifies where their best energy should be going, i.e. actions, and they take action on it. So with that in mind, the first thing that I wrote down, and remember, we, we kind of uh, focus on the counterintuitive. And so this first person or this first uh, idea is probably counterintuitive to what a lot of you think. And here it is. Perfect is the enemy of done. Perfect is the enemy of done. And I'm going to go as far as to say is uh, procrastination is just another form of uh, trying, you know, saying I want to make it perfect. All that is is procrastination. All that is is you trying to put off doing the things that will directly lead to you making money and helping people. So perfect is the enemy of done. What are you trying to perfect right now? What is your what benefit is trying to be perfect doing for you right now? No big businesses, right or wrong, focus on perfect. They focus on done. Now I'm not saying you go and put up a crappy looking website or you do a crappy listing presentation or all those types of things. I'm not saying you're allowed to, you know, get away with doing a half assed job. But what I am suggesting to you is first of all, in addition to perfect is the enemy of done, nothing is truly ever done, is it? I have never once in any of the businesses that we are directly involved in or we're passively involved in have ever had any experience where I thought, well, that's done. We'll never have to think that about, think about that again. Everything is always constantly evolving. Everything is constantly being changed. But don't allow your, you know, I don't know what, obsession with wanting to make it perfect. Don't allow that to, don't allow that to be uh, what stands in the way of you taking the action. So perfect is the enemy of done. The next point I wrote down, Julie, do you have that one? I do. I was just walking around thinking about perfect being the enemy of done, and I thought you were going to ask me for an example, but instead... Do you have an example of perfect being the enemy of well, done? Go for it. I, you know, from coaching, here's the thing. The, the most prevalent places I see that is in wanting to perfect scripts, which is a waste of time. Go use the scripts. You'll become more perfect if that's what your hang-up is, Okay. And things like the pre-listing package not getting done because it's not perfect because I'm still researching, blah, 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 right? Um, listing presentation stuff. Well, I know I'm supposed to have a presentation, but because I haven't perfected it, I'm still winging it. So if you are somebody who's doing all three of those things simultaneously, I guarantee you you're not making the money you should be making because perfect is being the enemy of done. It's costing you right. money to act like that. And again, Tim, to your point, we're not talking about throwing something together or winging it. We're talking about stop the whole getting ready to get started to someday possibly feel like maybe pulling the trigger on a project, right? So people who are rich take action. People who are not overthink and procrastinate. Exactly. Next point we wrote down, 
Again, first one is perfect as the enemy have done. Next one is, this one, again, is intuitive. Prioritize your day around your minimum standards. So, Julie, what does that mean? So, minimum standards in real estate should always revolve around what is dollar productive. Something having to do with generating new business, following up on that business, pre-qualifying that business, presenting, negotiating, and closing. If it's not on that list, I have no idea why you're doing it. So a daily minimum standard would be, and this is something that I'm very hard on my coaching clients about, probably the number one thing that is just non-negotiable with me as a coach, you will not end any business day without having followed up on 100% of your leads, period. I don't care if you have relocating executives that came in and you had to show 10 houses a day. Daily minimum standard, no matter what, you follow up on 100% of your leads. Even if you feel like you couldn't even handle another listing and another buyer, you follow up on your leads. If you are absolutely at capacity, refer the business out and make a referral fee. Okay, that's your what's that? Your worst slash best case scenario. So a daily minimum standard would be as a business person who helps people buy and sell homes for a living. I don't blow off any of their requests. If somebody raises their hand, looks, smells, walks like a lead. I make sure that I'm talking to them. Otherwise, what I'm doing is I'm going, oh, no, I, you know, go help yourself. Go talk to another agent. I don't need your business. That's the message you send if you don't have relentless lead follow-up on a daily basis. So for me as a coach, that's my number one business daily minimum standard for my coaching clients. And I would say following that and being really relentless on them about that, minimum improvement year over year I see is about a 30% improvement. At least, I mean, you're you're basically reminding all of them, hopefully, about the old, you know, fact in real estate that most people, most buyers and sellers, will not hire you based on your experience. Sorry, will not hire you based on your glamour shots photo on your business card. Sorry, will not hire you based on the, name, the broker you work for. They'll hire you because you're the first person that they met. Now, the first person they right, the first person that they met means you called them back first. You followed up with them immediately. Every one of you, if you want buyer leads, if you want the best buyer leads, they're the ones that are calling off the signs. A little quick side note here. Think about it. You guys who are paying thousands of dollars a month to Zillow, Trillion, Realtor.com for buyer leads, that is insane. If you, want to, if you want buyer leads, you've got to learn how to list houses. One listing will generate when you use a service like 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. will generate more buyer leads than you can shake a stick at. And the best buyer leads are always calling off the signs because why? Yes, all buyers start their search on the net. Do you want those buyers that are in the very beginning part of their search process? Or do you want the buyers who are already focused in on a particular neighborhood, a particular street? In other words, driving the neighborhoods and calling off signs. Of course you want those guys. So don't worry about the C leads and the B leads. Focus on the A leads. You'll make money faster. So the next point we wrote down is um, – Mindset, mindset of service. Of service. Right. Yeah. So talk about that, Jules. Well, so there's, there's a distinct difference between agents who are making tons of money in real estate and agents who are struggling. And that gets down to actually having a mindset of service. How can I help this person? And I'll give you a quick example right out of a coaching call. I was talking to somebody um, who made the statement, um, Fizbo's are rude. Okay. That was like, that was her mindset. Okay, why would I want to go up there, you know, and I said, well, what is that based on? She had like maybe one or two kind of questionable experiences, but maybe her perception was they were rude because she had decided that, that for sale by owners, unrepresented sellers are rude before she even door knocked them. 
you know, is it a self-perpetuating thing? So we talked about the fact that of all of the different categories in real estate, a, an unrepresented seller has a help wanted sign in their yard. They're telling you, I have a house for sale. Here's my phone number. And I always tease my agents and I say, okay, here, here's a person in the world in your marketplace with a sign in their yard. Phone number, because you guys all like to moan and complain about not having any phone numbers. And you do what for a living? You claim to do what for a living? Oh, you sell real estate. And yet you've decided that you won't talk to these people who have a sign in their yard giving you their phone number because you've already decided that they're mean and rude people. That is not a mindset of service. Your mindset of service is, I sell homes for a living. This person's got a house for sale. I wonder if we can work together. How can I be of service to this person? Which appointment do you think is going to go better? The agent that goes up with preconceived notions, deciding, oh, you know, I don't want to do that because, you know, they're all alike. Or the agent who says, how can I be of service? How can I help you? One agent's going to make the commission check. The other one is not. I'll give you another thing. Actions that agents, that the rich people take, and specifically the actions that uh, rich agents take. Okay, here's another thought for you. They don't waste a lot of time on building a team. Oh, my God, that's counterintuitive nowadays. But it's right. so true. They don't waste the time. <laughs> you know, every single day we get requests for free coaching calls. And mostly they're people who are frustrated because they're being told constantly that they're supposed to be building their team. No, you're not. You probably don't need a team, never want a team, never will want a team if your focus is being of service to others and making a profit. Why? Because the time it's going to take for you to hire the right people, train the right people, you know, go through all the blood, sweat, and tears of forming your team is a complete waste of time. Oftentimes, you should have been able to, you know, if you think about it, if you had taken that same energy and you have learned how to be a kick-butt listing agent, and the same amount of time it took you to build a three- or four-agent buyer-agent staff, the same amount of money and all the other things that go along with that mindset, and you would have refocused that on becoming a great listing agent, would you have rather have a team of five or six buyer agents, or would you rather have, say, 50 listings? So focus on the listings, right? I'm going to give you a side note, too. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to give you a side note. You guys have been trained wrongfully to focus on units. Don't focus on units. Focus on the profit from the units. Focus on the money you're making from the units. So why do I want you to do that? Because you cannot eat a unit. You cannot make your house payment with a unit. If you're focused on units, you might indeed generate more transactions, but that does not mean that you're going to generate any more profit. When you go to the real estate conventions and you go to the real estate meetings where people are you know, propping these agents up on stage for selling five, 600 units, that in itself is impressive, no doubt. But the question I always have in the back of my head, because mostly I know the answer, is I wonder what their profit was. I wonder how much they're saving. I wonder if these people are rich. The answer is almost always never because they've been focusing on the wrong thing. You can actually do fewer transactions. You can actually have a, more control of your time, work less as a listing agent because you're focused on the profit. Obviously, it has to start with a mindset of service. I'm not discounting that, but the profit is your product. Never forget that. So back to our points. Rich people don't procrastinate, Miss Julie. Hmm, interesting thought. So there's a great affirmation that goes like this. I'm a doer. I get things done. I do things now. That is the cure to, I'll do it tomorrow. 
I got to get perfect at it before I launch that. I got to go delegate this. I can't do that till I have a new team member. Okay? I'm a doer. I do things now. I get things done. Okay? And so some of you have these massive lists that frustrate you and you don't get things done because you figure you're never going to get it done. The list is too big. So choose two or three dollar productive absolutes per day and absolutely get them done. No matter what, so help you God. Part of the issue with this, I think, too, Tim, is the belief that they can multitask and that they're going to send a, a past client email while they're checking their voicemail while they're on Facebook, when, in fact, none of those things are being done at the top level. So rich people just do things. They get things done. They don't think about getting things done for too long. And they ha it's you know a common list-making technique. You and I both do this. You know, so that you actually know what your tasks are. This ties to the brain dump that we talked about yesterday. But they don't procrastinate. Procrastination costs you money. That's right. That is the bottom line. So, guys, here's the, here's the thought I have for you. If you're at the point after listening to the past four calls, and four radio shows, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, there is something to this Tim and Julie Harris. They're definitely talking about things that I have been exposed to in the real estate industry before. I can see why they're unique, and I can see why so many you know, folks are signing up for their coaching programs. You're starting to realize that we are talking about something that's evolving the real estate industry. We're not just saying the same thing as everyone else does. We're not just saying all the cold calling the center of influencing the schedule keeping and the, you know, all the other Mickey Mouse. We're not just a repeat of what's been repeated for the last few decades. Our goal and our true mission is to be an agent-centric coaching business. We put what's best for you first. You, the individual practitioner, not your broker. You know, we're not going to ever tell you to build a team. I mean, we're going to tell you to hire assistants. We're not going to tell you to hire a big army of buyer agents. We're always, always, always going to focus on you building wealth, you creating financial freedom. That is the Really, guys, that is the bottom line reason why anyone decides to take the risk and, and really you know, sacrifice to be a business owner. Some of you listening right now, you're saying, I'm not willing to take that risk. I'm not willing to sacrifice. I just want to sell a handful of houses per year, and I'm happy with that. Well, good for you, and that's fine. And you know what? If you're able to accomplish that goal by just working your centers of influence and past clients, which I'd say realistically you could sell three to five houses a year off your centers of influence and past client list, go for it. That's great. Maybe more if you have a larger list. I get it. But for those of you who are serious about your business, for those of you who want to seize this incredible opportunity that is this real estate recovery, request a free coaching call. Let us help you. Free coaching calls for agents.com. We have a passion for what we do. We love what we do. We are honored when you guys choose us to be your coaches. So give us the opportunity to earn the position in your careers as your real estate coach. Request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Julie, anything else you want to say to these guys? No, but I think if they you know, take two or three things from this call and they get absolutely relentlessly serious about it, there's no way their business won't increase, probably exponentially. That's but you have true. to take action. So existing coaching students, make sure you're dialing into the Real Estate Coaching Essentials material that's on the website. Make sure you're listening to the new videos. Make sure you're using the new expired script. You're using the new unrepresented seller script. You're following the new business systems. We're constantly updating that information. Make sure you're staying dialed in. For those of you who are, again, behind your goals, 
request a free coaching call. Consider hiring us as your coach. If you're on track, let's make sure that you stay on track. If not, you dial it up a little bit so we can exceed your goals. And for those of you who are ahead of your goals for the year, please don't allow this not to be the best year of your careers. Let's keep the momentum going. Request a free coaching call. And we will talk with you guys actually on Monday because tomorrow is uh, Tech Friday. So we'll talk with you on Monday. Have a great weekend. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.